Well, we are back, friends. Lori Legault, Brian Douglas here at the Wellness Coaching Corner podcast. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it's a, it's an exciting time to be alive. It's certainly an interesting time to be health and wellness coaches, Lori. And uh, I thought I'd take a few minutes here to just kind of bring you to the forefront here since we're going to we're going to let you talk a little bit about your experience because we feel like um it's certainly relevant with what's going on in the job market today um so i'd love to hear a little bit more about your background kind of how you ended up in coaching and also how you ended up in the role that you're in because i think it could be instructive for some of the coaches out there who are maybe either between jobs or perhaps they're in a job that they're not happy with, but they're looking for something new. And you may be able to show them that there, there are a variety of ways to get to your desired destination. And sometimes you don't even know you're going there. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Um, as we were discussing kind of what would be a good topic today, we realized that last time we talked a little bit about creating your niche and the wellness coaching world Neat niche, however you say that niche? word. I know. I, I, I always wonder it. <laughs> I know. Um, anyways, however you say that. And um, and we did talk about kind of really, you know, some pertinent things to that. And so the other side of the coin, I guess, is what if you don't really want to have your own business right now? What if you're like, I think I would like to work for somebody else, which is kind of where I was because I did originally think that I would have my own coaching business and even created a business and a website and all the things, which is good practice no matter what. But then I saw a position available that I never even heard of or thought about, which is being a wellness coach at a university for, for students. And it made me really interested because I, I kind of love school. I'm like one of those school girls, even though I did not do that great in school a long time ago, but I did enjoy it. Um, I have always enjoyed that environment of learning and opportunity, you know? So the thought of working at a university was cool. And, uh, I, this position came out of the wellness counseling center. So, it was created because students were coming to the counseling center because they were so stressed out or anxious or having test anxiety. And they felt like maybe they needed some help. And that was, that was the help was the, the counseling center. And as these counselors started to counsel these students, they realized, you know, they're not talking about sort of normal trauma or big childhood, you know, um, things that have happened to people that they're needing to dig up and, and, uh, unravel and process that this is something that could be processed with a coach. Mm. And I say process, it's not really a word we use in coaching, but it's more so just, you know, think hearing and thinking about what is this person going through? Why are they immensely stressed? What can they do to alleviate that stress, what practices could they put into place that maybe they aren't now? And the coaching methodology works perfect for it. Simply wow. the reflection of what's hard for these students is key. And then mm. things kind of trickle from there. So I did end up getting this position with the university part-time. It was only part-time when I started, which 
I've become a full-time employee in the last couple of months because I've been able to, with the help of other staff, create a demand. So the demand increased and I really did have to work my way in to different departments. For example, there is an academic support group that, or a, a support um, department where when students are struggling, like they fail a class, they're required to take a, a different class to hone in on some of those skills that it takes to be successful in school and mm. in exams. Yeah. And because I have a group coaching certification, which is how I met you. Um, I was able to offer group coaching as part of this curriculum. Hmm. Really, really interesting, right? Really different. And that has turned out to be really valuable at the school. So it's becoming more and more needed and wanted. So professors are reaching out to me and saying, Boy, I'm hearing about this group coaching thing that's going on and it's help, seems to be really helpful for students. I'd like to integrate it into what I'm doing, you know, different, different parts of the university, even so far as to do either a presentation style, but allow for interactive group coaching mm. on the second half of a meeting, by the way, all of this is done virtually. So it's, it's completely a virtual platform for me. And it seems to be very effective. And, and so why this is a thing is because this, this can be adapted at any, anywhere, any company, any different place. It really can be something that is offered, you know, um, and so it, it might be interesting for folks who are looking for, a job to, you know, working for somebody else to think about an environment that they might want to bring this to that may not, it may not exist there yet. Mm. That's a really great insight because that, you know, it, it's interesting because a lot of the upheaval that we've seen in the coaching industry specifically have been companies that kind of sell coaching, right. You know, and they've failed to scale. And so your experience is a little different though. You know, you, 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 um, came into an organization where, the mental health professionals identified a subclinical need and they realized that, hey, this is exactly something a coach could fulfill. And then you came in there and recognized inefficiencies or perhaps just ways to more to better optimize the delivery of your services. And so whether it's niche or niche, you you actually created more of a niche for yourself once you got in there. And and I think that's a really important thing to consider because just because a company isn't selling coaching doesn't mean either their internal customers or their external customers couldn't benefit from it. And I think that's a really, really important point that you just made. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because you think about, you know, if you know somebody who works somewhere and even just picking their brain a little bit, like, Hey, do you know if you guys have uh, anybody available for support for people that is not necessarily coaching, um, Oh, sorry. I said that wrong. Not necessarily counseling. Hmm. 
And what kind of supports do people have? And I, I feel like this really became more necessary with the pandemic. Yeah. So Agreed. one of the reasons why they looked at bringing in a coach at this university was because students were so stressed during the pandemic with all of the virtual and in-person and masking and not masking and back to virtual. And that was a big stress for universities to deal with. And so I, th- I th- really think that everywhere, however, has felt more heavy mm. and support is more needed everywhere, not just at universities. People are struggling to come back in person still to their in-person jobs. You know, lots of companies are doing the hybrid model, which is great in some ways, but it's also isolating in a lot of ways. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday where this gentleman was speaking about how, yes, virtual is very um, freeing in a lot of ways for people, but it's really creating a lot of social um, gaps that Mm -hmm. people, he believed people don't really realize that because we are social beings and we, we require connection that this lack of connection that we have now created is making for people who are more anxious, more depressed, Mm. all of these things. So when you think about any place that people work and what the impact of the pandemic has had, and then how people are feeling now, it really makes sense that everybody, every place needs support in some way. And the coaching is just such a wonderful way to bring that to people that also doesn't have the stigma around counseling and that as coaches, we are qualified to notice when it has become out of our scope of practice, that somebody is feeling depressed, anxious for longer than a normal period of time Mm -hmm. that we can refer them and say, you, you may want to look into counseling. So it just, it, it brings to mind so many opportunities, I guess, that people yeah. may not realize are there. And really, honestly, this fell into my lap. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that it was going to become what it has. But even just this week at my work, a new thing has fallen into my lap, which is case management. Now that is not something that, that coaches normally do. That's a counseling thing, Mm -hmm. but because I'm part of a counseling center and I'm the only coach, my job is now being, uh, newly created and they're adding in a case management position, which allows for upward ranking in my, in my, um, department. So that's a cool thing that, again, I didn't even really know about, but it's interesting for coaches to think about. Yeah, that's a great point. And and, and you're right. I think we have to remember coaching is still in its infancy. You know, I, I've heard some people say, ah, you know, coaching doesn't work or whatever. I'm going to change careers. And I think this is there's a lot of turbulence, but that's because it hasn't been figured out. It's rapidly evolving and you're seeing just like your organization, these companies and organizations are figuring out that, hey, coaching is a value add benefit that we can provide to to either our employees or our customers. And it's 
subclinical so we can avoid some of maybe the 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 mandates or or legalities or things that go along with delivering that kind of service but you're still providing something of tremendous value for the the intended population and what's interesting is it's not limited to the healthcare field. You know, a, a really good friend of mine who's a, a nationally board certified coach just went to work as a wellness consultant full time for a big insurance com- conglomerate because they recognize the need for it internally. And so she's literally creating a, a whole a whole structure um, for them and their clients. And, and so it's a and it's evolving like anything else. So I, I think that. It's a time for even coaches who are seeking security, the stability that comes with a a role with a company to still have, if you can, a bit of an entrepreneurial mindset within that role. Because oftentimes you may find there's a lot more interest and willingness to, to experiment and try new things within the role than you might expect in a more, you know, a more established paradigm. That is such a great point, Brian. I totally agree. And what also came to mind as you're saying this is, you know, when I was mentioning that I know there's lots of companies who are doing this new hybrid model that didn't exist at their company before the pandemic, it would be pretty cool as a coach to also adopt that model. What if you were to go into a company and say, I also want to do coaching hybrid. I would love to see people in person and virtual and leading group coaching, both in person and virtual. And that at a single company allows for so much flexibility for different types of people, because let's say people say, well, I, I mostly want to work virtual, but I would really like to come in and do group coaching because that is something I need for my connection piece that I'm missing in in my life right now. I think about people who are, you know, maybe single living at home alone and working virtually, boy, that sets you up for a lot of isolation, you know? And so maybe having group coaching in person, um, could be really valuable and just very different, you know, models can exist within the same company. So, and another thing is you brought up that, uh, you know, if people are looking for creating something maybe entrepreneurial, mm. but also needing to supplement income, I feel like you can speak to that a little bit right now about some ways that you have also creatively added different things into your own life in the last few months, several months. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot. Wow. Um, we only have 30 minutes. Um, but you know, what, what's interesting is again, I think it's all about as coaches starting with mindset, you know, uh, the comedian, John Cleese said, creativity is a way of operating. And that, that I, I love that because it really is, it's how you approach the world. Are you approaching the world, asking questions or already having the answers? And we mm. know as coaches that it's a far richer experience if we're open to possibilities than if we've already set limitations, you know? And so I think it, it, it has to start with that mindset of saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to be open to creativity. I'm going to look at what is rather than maybe, you know, what I wish was and see how it might fit or how what I bring to the table might fit. And so in in my case, um, 
there there's several things, but I'll just give you one little snapshot um, from my corporate experience where I spent a lot of time counseling in a sense subordinates, counseling and and coaching teammates and supporting people through transitions, whether they were growing within the company or whether they were thinking about leaving the company or if they were just trying to advance in their role, that it, it really put me in that space of realizing that there have never been more people right now needing that kind of guidance and support in the job market given the external circumstances and so you know that's that's part of the coaching that i'm delivering and then also because of that experience and and more than a decade before that of working with with uh, interviewing and resumes and that kind of stuff i'm i'm able to kind of fold that in as well so i'm i'm able to help people develop their resume from scratch i'm help i'm able to help them refine it um or even shift it if they're looking at a different industry and and kind of learn how they can take something that isn't appropriate for anything but health coaching and take finding those transferable skills and finding those experiences that can go into something that can be targeted in a different direction in fact one of the folks that i recently work with left health coaching and and went into CX, you know, and, and is working in tech and customer in, in customer relations, but we were able to, you know, really target her resume. And so literally the first job that she applied for, she got, and it was oh, really, wow. it was really exciting for her and obviously for me too. Um, so I think that's, that's just a, a, a little bit of it. And that's just one example. Like you said, you could, you could do group coaching, you could provide, um, any number of services to literally any organization. It doesn't have to be limited to, you know, weight loss or behavioral health or anything like that. Um, so I, I just think it all comes down to creativity and and kind of being open, understanding mm -hmm. what you bring to the table and seeing how things really are. So I, I hope that maybe answered your question. Yeah. Well, I just think it's really cool that you took a look at your experience, what you like, what your skills are and created your very own version of coaching that is very, very needed right now. And it's not just sure. coaching that you're doing, but it certainly is a big, that coaching, you know, is a big part of what you're doing right now Absolutely. to help other people decide what they want to do as they're, as they're transitioning or looking towards a new position somewhere. You're right. And then, right. and then you're able to help them with the, the hard part that some people I feel like they face is, okay, I kind of know what I want. How do I make myself, you know, look good on paper because it's a kind of that dog eat dog world mm -hmm. right now yeah. <laughs> with, um, with trying to find jobs, you know, it's like, there's apparently a million jobs available, but it's very hard to get any of them. And so there are a and, and challenge. I, you're right. And I think part of it though, is, is again, being willing to look outside of your traditional lane. If all you're looking at are like specific health and wellness coaches and healthcare companies that does limit it. But again, you know, my, my friend who, who went into insurance, she's working in wellness. It is, it is her sweet spot, but she's in insurance. You know, mm -hmm. so it's it's yeah. a, it's really about just kind of shifting your own perspective um, and and asking questions. I think that's one of the maybe the most important thing that I took from all the coaching training I've had is is 
asking good questions and then mm-hmm. listening because when we're in the hot seat, okay, when I'm looking for a job and I'm freaking out and I'm going, oh my God, I've got to pay the bills. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. You know, that triggers fight or flight response. The brain doesn't work so good. You know, our, our, our critical thought process kind of goes offline. And so having a coach, having somebody who can sit there and and allow you that space to express your concerns, express your fears, express your frustrations, but then ask you good, open-ended, thoughtful questions. It can help you shift out of that place that's very easy to get into, that place of anxiety and fear and limitation, because biologically, that's that's what we do. We go into fight or flight. We narrow down our options to a very select few, which is either get the heck out of here, freeze solid, uh, or fight to the death. And And that's not really conducive to answering some of these more complex questions that that we face. So that's been a a wonderful experience to just have that opportunity to sit with people that sometimes are really stressed out, but be able to ask them questions and they go, wow, I never thought about that before, because it's all about helping people expand perspective, because once they do that, they can shift their mindset. So I don't know. I just think this, this whole thing is an alchemy and um, I love it because I like to help people. Um, and I, I think that coaching is here to stay. It's just going to rapidly continue evolving. And uh, those who are most open to that constant evolution will, I think, benefit the most. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. like um, they say luck is a mixture of preparation and opportunity, you know, and, and as professional coaches, we've done the, the preparatory work, but we still have to be in that state that that mental and emotional place to recognize when those opportunities arrive because they're there every day. They're all around oh, us. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. universe is conspiring to our benefit, but we've got to be prepared to receive that and be open to it, even if it's outside of our frame of reference. That's the hard part because we get blinders on, you know, and then we miss everything that's outside of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All, all the things you just said are so helpful, so useful, and so spot on. And it just also brought to mind that, you know, for people who are looking for a job and are getting frustrated with maybe looking on the the usual platforms, you know, LinkedIn or, I mean, I think LinkedIn is great, but sometimes you can go down some rabbit holes that you kind of spend a little too much time on that get you nowhere. And I wonder if now that I landed in a space that I didn't even know about, it makes me think that if anybody is thinking about wanting to also be a part of an organization that maybe coaching doesn't exist in yet, but Mm -hmm. they know that that organization has some support of some kind, like a counseling center. I wonder if you can actually reach out to that specific department and talk to somebody. And, you know, because if you don't know somebody who works there to get, get your in, and it's not like a job is posted, but you want to bring that position to that mm-hmm. company. It might be worth calling, you know, human resources, the old fashioned way, like actually pick yeah. up the phone and call, uh, email some people yeah. too, but email people gonna, gonna kind of avoid mm-hmm. you if they want and, you know, get ourselves positioned into places where they don't even know they need us or want us mm-hmm. and being able to pitch our 
are reasons as to why this could be important. I happen to know that the VA has a whole program, whole health coaching. It's hard to get into, but they have seen the value of coaching for pain management and all, all kinds of coaching within the VA. And so a lot of these places are really seeing our value and, um, you know, it's even potentially looking at some of these websites that have coaching and borrowing some verbiage, you know, as you pitch it to other places. So just like you said, being really open-minded, really creative and figuring out ways if you're desiring to work in a company setting and, um, you know, create the space for us. So I think that I would love to explore a little bit more of what you were talking about on our next podcast as well, because there's so much value in it. We can kind of keep volleying back and forth mm-hmm. between different opportunities that are out there and how to you know, think about it and go about it. But I know that today we were, we were wanting to focus a little bit on how do you, um, what if you want some, something at a company and what does that look like right now? Yeah. And so hopefully we gave some people a little food for thought there. I, I agree. I think I, I really appreciate what you said because that that creative approach is essential. And I, I the only thing I would add is, you know, is if you're a, you're a coach and you're thinking about reaching out to an organization, do a little bit of research on what what their pain points are. You know, like figure out like for example what are what problem are they trying to solve for their customers you know or maybe do a research online and see what are some of the things that people who work either in that company or companies like it in that industry have as pain points as employees because boy doesn't that set you up so much more as a coach when you you go in and you're able to speak their language and talk about pain points that they're well aware of and be able to provide coaching as a as a potential solution so i just feel like Fortune favors the bold and, and doing a little bit of preparation up front can help you experience luck when that opportunity arises. Yeah. Love it. I think that, like that's a very good point to end on for today. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week again with some more interesting information and conversation about this field that we hold near and dear to our hearts of wellness coaching. So thank you listeners for, for chiming in again with us today. Awesome. Thanks so much listeners. And thanks Lori. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. We'll be back. (laughs) 